word of the day, cat's paw, a person used to serve the purposes of another, a tool. Well, that seems like that's a case of somebody that ain't got no common sense. Hey, this is Michelle Spiva, and I want to welcome you to today's podcast of Wisdom Smack. So join me on the flip where we get into part one of what I'm calling Motherwit Boot Camp. I'll see you on the flip. Okay, so we're just going to go on and get into this because there's a lot that I want to get out there and I hope you go through all of this with me. Okay, so first, let me let me put on my good manners and let me welcome you to Motherwit Bootcamp. So let's dive in. Uh, let's start with the definition of what is motherwit. Motherwit is really, it's just the natural ability to cope with everyday matters, to have common sense. I think of motherwit as the way Aretha Franklin sang, how she knew how to sing on the note and all around the note to make you understand what she was saying. It's the everyday magic working class single parents tap into to take care of their families. It's what makes us love that phrase, where there's a will, <laughs> there is a way. And Mother Wit has some traits about it. Mother Wit is uh, exhibited when you see creative thinking innovative approaches to problem solving, courageous execution of plans, intuitive insights into multiple viewpoints, and how to not be easily used as somebody else's tool or cat paw. Yes, indeed. So what I'm going to do is, um, because I I made some notes, y'all, and I just kept going and going, I was like, there is no way I'm going to be able to put this into one. So please grant me a little bit of your grace as today I go over the, the notes that I've put down and get into each one as I can and then allow me if I need to tomorrow to uh, talk about the rest of it. Okay. Because I kind of want to do this boot camp justice. And I am not saying that I own any kind of whatever when it comes to motherhood. But I will say that having been raised in a ho- in households of people who uh, scored mightily in motherhood and looking back on my life and some of the wondrous things I was able to do and some of the d- dastardly deeds I was able to um, uh, not get hooked up into, I think it bears sharing that we need to review our mother wit skills, okay? All right, so I just named this simply how to develop your mother wit or how to upgrade it, how to update it. So let's dig in. I made 12 points. I could have made more. And this is by no means exhaustive. But this is kind of to get you started so that we can go back through and let wisdom have her perfect work on us. Okay. All right. Great. Now, let me let me bring this down. I'm not yelling at y'all. You know, I love you, beloved. So let's let's do this. So One of the things, and I'm going to give them numbers just so I can keep up with them, but it doesn't mean that this is in succession. It just means that these are some components that I I really believe that we need to um, be cognizant of and be using so that we don't get tricked out here in these streets because they're tricking people every day. Okay. So the first thing uh, I have on the list is to learn how to break things down. 
Now, recently, I did a podcast that was near and dear to my heart called The Art of Undoing. And I talked about, you know, the power of uh, undoing to be able to right wrongs, to to restart without having to go to the beginning of um, how, you know, knowing how to get back to simpli- simplified um uh, times or, or or simpler versions of what you're in, how to get to the uncomplicated and all of that. But I'm taking that a little further here. When I talk about learning how to break things down, um, I had a friend who it it did not it it didn't matter. Uh, <laughs> we were chemistry majors together in college, and it I don't know why, but in hindsight, I do understand his proclivity. We would get stuff, dangerous chemicals and things like that. And the first thing he would do is tear up stuff, open stuff that was not meant to be open. I'm talking about where he had to get special pliers and tweezers and stuff to break things apart to the point where he said that his parents told him they would not buy him any more computers or electronics and he would have to pay for them because he always took stuff apart. And so one day I was like, I just did not understand this. And I asked him, why do you take things apart? And you know what he told me? He said, he said, don't you realize that when you take things apart, you understand them and you gain the power to control them or manage them? He said, I can take this stuff apart. And when I put it back together, I I have to know it, how the maker meant for it to work. But now I know how to make it work the way I want it to work. And when I think of um, mother wit, breaking down things, that is paramount to how you need to go about this. Now, that was the number number one thing. And uh, I'm going to come back to it and talk a little bit more about it. But for sake of time, how about I just go through the list, um, list them, and then we'll come back. Okay. So number one, break things down. Number two, Learn how to look all around, up and down, past, through, behind, and uh, backwards and forwards. Okay. Number three, step your comprehension game up. Yes, yes. I'm seeing people. The trickery is is strong. You know how they talk about the force. The force of trickery is strong out here because comprehension games are are are, are waning. So step that up. Number four. Ask the necessary questions to evaluate if a subject can withstand scrutiny. Uh, talked about ne- asking necessary questions, devote, devoted an entire podcast to it. Probably need to do a little bit more on that, you know, because I didn't get everything out I wanted to, but we'll see. But it made it on the list here. Number five, broaden your learning styles by l- knowing how to learn by instruction by doing, and also by discovery. Number six, get the full story by getting the necessary components of who, what, when, why, how, and where. Number seven, be a problem solver. Number eight, know yourself. Number nine, know your environment. Number 10, Know your sovereign power position. That's a good one, y'all. Ooh, stick with me when I get to that one. And then number 11, consult with wisdom. Now, like I said before, there are a lot more that I could have put in there, but I was like, ooh, this is getting long. So I'm going to, and I don't like to 
make it more than a few um, podcasts. But if you if you would like uh, for me to do series of things, let me know. You can send me messages. Check the show notes for the links on how to send me messages. You can send me comments. You can uh, check the show notes for how to contact me. But, you know, let me know if there's, you know, series or, or components that you want me to break down more and do over a longer period of time. All right, so let's go back to these. Now, I started with breaking things down. Um, And what I want you to do when I talk about this, not only destroy and get down to all the component parts, I want you to understand how to disrupt your thinking about stuff too. Not only uh, breaking things, um, physical things, but break things uh, in your mind. Tip over every sacred cow. This is where uh, stagnant beliefs hide out. This is how um, shadow forces get you to do their bidding and you don't realize that you have become a cat's paw or a puppet for somebody else's agenda. You know, and the next part of about when you break things down, and this is one that I'm working on right now because it had gained a foothold and because I wasn't on my guard, I wasn't watching. And that is to learn how to annihilate your desire. I did another podcast the other day uh, where I I gave you, um, it it was a lot, I know, it was a lot, um, but I gave you a a whole breakdown of what desires are, and desires are actually unmet needs uh, that create tension, and uh, and. And I did it as uh, the the name of the podcast is uh, getting get your life in order. And I talked about how um, marketers and uh, consumer consumer behaviorists understand these core desires that we have, and then they use these secret desires to manipulate you. So what you you need to do is annihilate your desire. Look for those things that have the most tension in your life that you find yourself thinking about, concentrating on uh, that you don't have, or even lusting for or coveting from somebody else, meaning you want what somebody else has. That's a pretty good idea to let you know what those secret or hidden desires are. And they're going to, yeah, normally they're going to revolve around uh, secret desires to be successful, to uh, beat back the throes of aging, uh, to be respected, uh, things like being able to be independent, uh, have great health, um, be beautiful. I mean, it's a lot of them. Check that one out. And I actually put the show notes in um, under that one for the other day too. And, you know, so learning how to annihilate these desires is only the first part of that. You next have to examine your passions because sometimes your passions are tied to um, agendas that are not your own. Uh, I talked about Edward Bernays and um, um, they they prettied it up. It used to be called propaganda until propaganda got a bad name and they changed it to public relations. But look and make sure that you're not the the uh, byproduct of um, marketing's um, ploy to get you to believe something or to want something because 
herd mentality and cattle behavior is real out there. And if you cannot move past being uh, the marionette puppet of somebody else, you're not going to have good mother wit. You're not going to be able to do the things that I'm also going to be talking about in this in this series. Okay, not series, excuse me, in this podcast. So be aware of that. The next thing is, is ontologically your positioning be willing to look up, down, around, through, past, and beyond. When I was a kid, my grandmother used to say, you need to learn how to learn. And she would tell me, you can't take things at face value. She said, you need to look and read between the lines. She would tell me, she she would ask me questions like, who wrote this or who said this? And, you know, most of the time I could tell her who it came from. But then she was like, well, (laughs) and this was talking about little kids, she would be like, well, who are their people? Meaning, what is their origin story? So many times we have different information flying around at us and we don't take the time to vet the information. And that is why bots online are ruining our lives because we just take stuff at face value. So learn how to look up and down and all around. A lot of times people look just straight in front of them. They don't look to the left or the right. They don't look down. Well, some people do. But rarely do you see people looking up. But then that's not only the the, the other part. To have real mother wit, you got to learn to look through. And when I say look through, filter out all the stuff that's opinion, all the stuff that's a marketing plan or persuasion or influence to get you to do something. And then look in the past, look at what contributed to get to this point. And then look beyond. Believe it or not, when you start training yourself to look beyond, in in my neck of the woods, we call that playing to the checkmate before you start the game. When you learn to look beyond, you start to look that if you do this or if this continues, this is where it's going to end up. It takes on a whole new understanding of what you're dealing with, what you're uh, possibly putting yourself into, and all of that. And that brings me to a subsection of this looking up, down, and all around. And that is that you, in doing this, you are training yourself to control your impulse control. A lot of people who lack common sense or mother wit also have a problem with impulse control. And you can argue if it's biological or nature or nurture, but I'm going to tell you, when you start taking the time just to observe something from multifaceted points, you start to slow down the impulse. Now, mind you, if you have taken the time to break stuff down and to um, learn to undo, disrupt your thinking, annihilate your desires, and examine your passions, it'll be easier for you to be able to uh, start looking at um, dissolving uh, low impulse control and uh, upping your game with how you're able to deny yourself immediate gratification. Um, Because that Honey, immediate gratification, I, I, I hope I don't have to even go down that way because it's so much that uh, people are falling into with immediate gratification that they don't understand that they are these cat's paws, these um, 
puppets and there are puppet masters. Um, a, a, a few of my friends and I, we always talk about the fact that when we say, I came on this earth with my own agenda. I'm not here to build somebody else's uh, dreams. I'm here to build my own. And that's kind of like a, a way for us to snatch ourselves back into our modus operandi of living our p- best purpose and our best life that helps to affect as many people as possible in a good way for us having been here. Living a life that matters where you leave this place better than you found it. Okay, so number three, and yeah, we've only been talking about the first two. Like I said, there's so much I want to say, but I don't want to be droning on, and I want to, I want to just peak that impulse in you where your wisdom kicks off to get you to to delve more into how this affects you. Okay, I hope this is this is feeding your soul. I'm just gonna will it to be so. Let me choose the right words to say to feed your soul. Number three. Step your comprehension game up, people. I want you to learn to embrace uh, reading comprehension. You know, learn how to really read. There's this book that uh, I'm, go- I'm I'm going to uh, ask you to truly get. I, I normally I just make a book recommendation, but I think in today's world we need this book, and you need this book. And I have gone through it twice, and I'm actually getting ready to pause when I was reading, um, and go back and reread it. Um, the name of the book is How to Read a Book. Yes, How to Read a Book. It's a classic. Uh, it was written in 1940, and they have had many different iterations. I think the one that I've linked to uh, was updated in the 1980s or something like that, but it is so powerfully good. Um, in this book, he, uh, now let me tell you the, the authors. The authors are Dr. Mortimer. I've always liked that name. I don't know why. But Dr. Mortimer Adler and Dr. Charles Van Doren. And Dr. Mortimer Ad, uh, Adler was the chairman of the board of Encyclopedia Britannica. And Dr. Charles Van Doren was a professor with uh, doctorates in literature and mathematics. And he also worked at uh, Encyclopedia Britannica in Chicago. So if these people were like over the encyclopedia, I think they're pretty good when they write a book on how to read a book. And uh, let me just tell you um, now that when you go through this, it is a primer to help you to be able to truly do critical thinking. People love to make stuff complex and they they love to titillate their intellect by telling you all this convoluted stuff. But I'm going to tell you, if you get this book, no, I'm going to will it to be so when you get this book, you're going to have a better grasp on how to critically assess uh, a concept, um, what someone is trying to say. They even have how to look at stuff and identify if you're reading something that is written as persuasion, aka clickbank, aka propaganda, aka trolling, and those types of things. He even talks about the different levels of reading. And the first time I read this book years ago, I was like, oh my God, I'm sophomoric. Oh Lord. And it was a convicting work because it was the truth and truth hurts sometimes. (laughs) Um, But he not only 
gave you or they not only gave you, you know, how what level you might be on or how you might be taking in stuff. They then in part two, this is what I really like. They, they taught you how to x-ray a book, whether it's nonfiction or fiction, um, how to determine the author's message. Remember, I said when you are taking in something you need, my grandma needs to say, who who they people, meaning what's their origin? What's their message? What are they really saying? What is the real subtext uh, of that? And I hate to break this down to you, but comprehension is a muscle and that muscle can atrophy if you get lazy with it. So you need to embrace that. Um, Sophomoric, I know I just said that. Sophomoric reading. In that book, uh, doctors Mortimer uh, Adler and Van Buren talk about how a lot of people are sophomoric, meaning that they get a surface knowledge and they run with it. There is a reason why the second level in a four year uh, degree program is sophomore, because as a freshman, you are fresh to the information. As a sophomore, you got a little information such that you can look down on somebody and you tend to think you know more than you than you do. Then you move to being a junior, which means that, okay, I don't know as much as I need to. And I'm ascribing to get to the next level, which then becomes a senior. And as a senior, you have a longer look back to see um, all of the stuff that you have learned up to that point where now as a senior, it is up to you to take what you know and to continue to learn how to learn and how to continue to grow. Senior does not mean you've come to an end of anything. Senior means you have just enough information to set you on a life learning uh, track. So number three, that is, you got to step your comprehension game up. People are sliding stuff through. People are trying to be so funny and cute and get the funny that they're not getting the knowledge and they are getting got. So that's the truth of the matter. Stop, y'all. If, if, this, is, if this is talking to you, stop and step your comprehension game up by learning how to read between the lines, learning how to read the true matter, learning how to not get so incensed because someone has tickled and titillated your emotions that you forget to look at the content and the context of what's being said. Number four, ask those necessary questions to evaluate if that subject can stand up to, stru- to scrutiny. I've talked about asking necessary questions in that podcast. I looked at um, the data method of data um, analysis um, and then looking at um, how to uh, work with it to get to a point where you can then answer stuff and and act on stuff. I've talked about the scientific method of the hypothesis and the if-then statements and proving or disproving where in that model, you don't look at um, data um, by observing it. You collect data and put it to a test to see if it can stand up. And then the every man's way of doing this by using the Socratic method. And that is asking questions to define what you say you want. And that's what I'm talking about here. 
if something is coming, you know, uh, in, into your 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 realm, you can you can ask these necessary questions of yourself to do a self evaluation. Ask yourself, do I really understand this? And make yourself give yourself a definition. And as you do that definition, guess what? You're going to have to tear it down. That's part of the Socratic method. You tear apart each component and you examine it, meaning to die, you know, put it through a dialysis where you break it apart and you analyze all the different components. And then after you do that, then you look at attacking the ones that remain. Yeah, you attacked the ones that remain to see if they truly do still need to be in your understanding and your definition of something. And then you reassemble it. And out of that refinement, that uh, re-analyzed, more purified understanding, you'll start to see things clearly. Asking necessary questions is about getting clarity. A lot of times people say, well, how do I get clear on something? How do I know something? Ask those questions. Go through those methods. So what if it's something tangible? You can run a scientific experiment on it. You can start with a hypothesis and then test to see if your hypothesis is right. You can do um, the data. You can uh, look at gathering your, uh, your data. You can look at analyzing it. Then you can make a determination and then you can take action. So there's a lot that, it, you know, that comes with that. And like I said before, having mother wit is not where you have to be this ma- this master for a mystical guru. No, having mother wit simply means that you employ patience with yourself to take the time you need to do the investigation of a situation or yourself. All right, so we my time is clearly leaving. So let me go on and knock out um, number five and number six real quick so that we'll have a good halfway point for tomorrow. So number five, broaden your learning styles. A lot of times people master one or, or the other, but they don't understand that at minimum, there are three things that you need to be learning. And a fourth, if you're really going to have mother wit. So the first one is by instruction. When we're little kids, somebody has to instruct us and give us feedback and professional hindsight on how to learn stuff. Like your parents, when you first get here, the first thing your mother does is to teach you how to eat by either supplying it uh, through her breast milk or a bottle and taking it in and out so that you learn to suckle, you know. So we start from an understanding of instruction. And then we learn by then doing. I love to see people who say, I came up from the school of hard knocks, not giving any kind of respect or credence to the fact that the only reason you were able to do quote unquote hard knocks is because you had somebody who took the time to get you out of your formative years where you now had the tools to be able to to go. Remember, a senior is a person who has gone through enough instruction to now be able to continue to learn on their own. And then 
The next one is by discovery. If you don't expose yourself to a, a variety of things, then you become stagnant in your understanding and your common sense starts to dwindle. Yeah, common sense is fed by a variety of experiences. That's why people who tend to be well-traveled, well-read, um, and challenged by different cultures, different meanings, tend to be less constricted in the way they view their world. It is something that you look at um, military forces that are, are, are stationed around the world. They tend, if they are open to it, they tend to have a broader understanding and a a more um, widened view of their world where they become more savvy uh, and more commonsensical because of this exposure to discovering things. And then this is the fourth one that I said, if you get it, you're going to really get it. And that is to master the skill of observation. Too many times people are not learning to truly see their world and truly take in all the signs, the messages, the patterns, the trends, um, the uh, the roadblocks and um, all of the impediments that are standing in front of them, you know, to, to their detriment. The world is always giving you feedback. Your environment is always giving you good feedback. And yet a lot of people too many times bulldoze through blindly and end up running off of a cliff to their uh, proverbial deaths because they don't know how to master the skill of observation. observation. So I got to finish this up because yes, my time is up. So I'm going to stop it there and just do a quick recap of what we covered today. And then I'm going to see you tomorrow. Yes, yes, I'm definitely going to see you tomorrow. I want you to come back. So real quick, we talked about how to develop your mother wit and we got to five points, uh, breaking things down, uh, looking up, down and all around, uh, stepping your comprehension game up, asking necessary questions and learning to broaden your learning styles uh, by instruction, doing discovery and observation. So yes, my time is up. Darn it. This is Michelle Spiva, and I do want to thank you for your time and for listening to today's podcast of Wisdom Smack. I'm going to see you tomorrow. And thank you so much for all the support. Love you dearly. Uh, Use our Amazon link at michellespiva.com forward slash AMZ. And yeah, let's continue on with this Mother Wit Bootcamp. I will see you tomorrow. Bye. And that's going to do it for today's podcast of Wisdom Smack with Michelle Spiva. If you like this podcast, please help us get the word out. Like, comment, subscribe, and even share. And if you really like it, please help us continue to get the word out by considering using this show's link for Amazon. So when you want to go to Amazon and you do all of your general shopping, 
uh, please use michellespiva.com forward slash AMZ. It's simple as that. It doesn't cost you anything extra. And this show might receive a little bit of commission that will go towards helping to further get these episodes out to you and to others. So thank you so much for listening. This has been Michelle Spiva with Wisdom Smack. Bye.